I just looked at my wrist, I got time today. Get them crossing the line today. The hate be so real, the love be fake. Be bumping they gums and bumping my tape. Don't go against me, they ask for my help. Go get out your feelings and get it yourself. Might got the same shoes, but you ain't gonna step. No. That you just put out, you could've kept. Yup, she got a n, he got a shirt. Why? You can't compete when you can't compare. Here. She ate the d through my underwear. Uh. Got up and got herself out of there. I see they put me on memes and things. Don't speak on my life without knowing the real. Eight figures a year, what it cost me to live. Don't hold it, just say what you feel, but watch your mouth before I flash your work. To a place that she didn't know exist. Mediterranean water, my wrist. Ish. Keeping on piss, how I'm talking my shit. Six figure check for a show, man, I'm lit. lit. Let's celebrate now, my bag legit. Go. With me, with whatever I'm with. Yeah. Didn't know who did it, got everybody hit. I don't like I don't like I don't like nobody. Nobody, nobody. We can get gangster, we can keep it cordial. How you wanna go back? How you wanna do it? I don't backtrack, man. F that. I don't miss nobody. I don't miss nothing. Left it on scene, I ain't right back. I don't trust nobody. Period. I just looked at my wrist, I got time today. Get them crossing the line today. These bitches are crying, be lying in your face. Fact. Slicker than us, gotta know how they play. If the money went straight, you wouldn't be here today. Ain't in mind, show, know what to say. You ain't me, so it's hard to relate. What? How much cash I pop every day? Big bag. Don't play with me, baby, go play with your. You see him in person, he be shook. A hunch or it cost you a Quavo to book me. I'm worth it, the proof in the pudding. Surrounded by four I'm looking like William, but they ain't my girlfriend. Nah. Bro, I'ma spin on your block back to back when they finish. It look like the world end. Nah. I ain't asked for it, they did it to me. What? Disposing their hands for free. Get caught in the middle of this bullseye. Get it too. You got hit, but we were targeting heat. Him. Popping my with a capital P. Caps. SRT, red eye, red key. Mm. Might be ugly, but my pressure. Bad. She ain't even sneeze, but still I bless her. I, I don't like I don't like I don't like nobody. Nobody, nobody. We can get gangster, we can keep it cordial. How you wanna go back? How you wanna do it? I don't backtrack, man. F that. I don't miss nobody. I don't miss nothing. Left it on scene. I ain't right back. I don't trust nobody. Period. I just looked at my wrist, I got time today. Get them crossing the line today. I just looked at my wrist, I got time today. Get them crossing the line today. And welcome to another episode of Black Seinfeld, the show about nothing. Absolutely nothing. This see, this is what I like to hear sometimes. Sometimes we got to open up with some big gully and grimy. You know, sometimes we open up a lot of happier music to get you motivated, to get you in tune, to listen into Black Seinfeld. But today, I felt like I had to just switch it up. You know, sometimes you got to dedicate certain tunes to people out there committing crimes. So this one was for y'all while you're listening to Black Seinfeld. Yeah, I felt that energy. Thank Feel you. A little bit more motivated. Thank you. Thank you, Bash. I, that's that's what I was going for. But anyways, I am your host, Giovanni Anglin, Trinidadi, Panamanian Poppy, Rude Boy, Top Gunner, Sakpanyamada, a.k.a. I'm inside Melinda Gates' DMs right now. Hey, what's going on, Bash? And this is a.k.a. your favorite YouTubian. Recording live from Queens. Gio's in Brooklyn. What's going on? And please, if you enjoy these episodes, please go to BlackSeinfeld.com where you can get all of the latest and greatest episodes. Once again, BlackSeinfeld.com. You can also find all of our contacts, BlackSeinfeldNY at gmail.com or all of our social medias, BlackSeinfeldNY. That's on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. That's all the stuff. But yeah, I'll let the people know. Also, quick. if you want to reach out to us, BlackSignfulNY at gmail.com. Yeah, I said that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I said it quick. I just made sure I got down everything right. Double checking. No, it's all <laughs> it's all good, man. But hey, if you would like to listen to all the past podcasts too, it's available on Stitcher, Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, all that jazz too. But that's why I promoted BlackSignfell.com. 
And shout out to all of our YouTube viewers that are tuning in right now on YouTube. Hit that bell icon to get more notifications. Smash that like button. It helps us out with the algorithm. Leave a comment on certain videos that we post up and please share this with your friends. It really helps us out. Help us help you get the message out on this intellectual ignorance. Write the curses Beautiful. in cursive. Beautiful. Now well, let's I, start the I show. Don't. Yeah, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. I've been in Melinda Gates' DMs like the rest of America. I feel like all of the dudes have been just slided in. But, you know, I try to make myself stand out a bit more. You know, I'd let Melinda Gates know that she has my word that we can have a different outlook on things, man. And, and if, you know, she picks me, we can take this relationship and sort of excel into different heights, you know? Okay, that's what you're thinking about. That's what I'm uh, thinking about. I think everybody about. heard the news that Bill Gates and Melinda Gates has separated, getting ready to get a divorce, and I got the whole world shaking up because, you know, everybody knows Bill Gates, uh, the Gates Foundation, and of course he's a, what was it, number two billionaire? Is he number two now? Number two. Uh, numbers keep shifting ever since the pandemic started, but... At one point he was like number one, wasn't he? Yeah, he was number one for a long time. Yeah, and then all the new guys came in, Elon and, and Zuckerberg and all that. Yeah, Bezos. Bezos. And just to think about, like, I do have a hot take, but before I get to my hot take, okay. it kind of reminds me of when Bezos wrote that letter saying him and his wife were, were divorcing. Right. And I think the following, less than a month, they already kind of put out, like, what like what was separated, like, who gets what. Like, she got, like, a, like mm -hmm. a Billy. I think she got, like, a couple Billy, and he's just, like, you know. And I think she deserved that too, Bastion, because she was with Jeff Bezos from the jump, from the beginning, before everything happened, before everything jumped. I think she deserves that. She held him down from the beginning. I think she's owed that. Oh, yeah. Um, well, not even speaking on our point, he actually wrote that in his letter saying, like, a lot of things would not happen was it for her. Oh. So she definitely gets the cut. So it's like... What a stand-up you know, dude. You know the concept. I think he heard the songs like you weren't like you weren't with Kobe shooting in the gym. You, you know? wasn't with I'm, me shooting in the gym. But she, but she was. She, she was, was with Kobe shooting in the gym. She exactly. was. So <laughs> that, hey. that's how it looks. That's how that's how the outlook looks like. I don't really want to dive into that concept of divorcing. Oh no no not at all. Half. But um, shout out to Kanye. But you know I do have a hot take. I want to get off my chest real quick. Please, I'd love to hear this hot take. So, you know, throughout the WhatsApp or Facebook or Twitter, since last year, they've been talking about this weird concept that uh, Bill Gates is going to put, like, tips in you or whatever, right? So, you know, for the vaccine. That's okay. all kind of yeah, part of yeah, the conspiracy. Yeah. That's right. And I always tell people, and I said it multiple times throughout the show, it's like, they already did. It's in your cell phone. They know where you are at all times. The minute you write something on Google or sign in with your Google account, they just connect to to it's like oh okay you're at Applebee's on Saturday again ordering uh I, I thought a long night of nice tea okay yeah the see. FBI already knows what you're doing yeah and at one point in time I'm pretty sure credit cards still like send your uh buying prowess like in terms of like whatever you buy on your credit card yes they send it to ads companies so yeah you, you got two chips you got your credit card chips and you got your cell phone chip so you're already chipped up all right but. In my head, it's like maybe Melinda, Melinda Gates knows something, you hmm. know, maybe maybe she knows something. It's like, OK, I can't do this anymore. Usually you just chill on the ride, right? You got a big house. You can just sit on the other side of the house, not see the other person for like weeks and weeks and weeks. 
So, all right. But something came up. Hey, something ma- he can no longer stick around for. Something's fishy happening? Something fishy happening. Maybe she got upset when he said, like, companies shouldn't let go of the IP or the vaccine. Mm. Just joking. I'm just making stuff up. No, that really happened. I know it really happened. I, I doubt that's, like, the reason. But uh, I don't know. It's, it's just interesting when you see billionaires, especially like they, they both came up and she's her own person. Exactly. Working with the foundation. They all know, came up together. Suspect foundations. But, you know, they have they have money to blow. They so, She has money to blow. And that's why I've been in them DMs or, uh, along with everyone. You know, he hasn't been treating you right. You know, I could do it better. You know. Man ain't what ish. You do better. You broke boy status. You damn right I'm broke boy status. That's why, you know, sometimes we all need to come up in life. You're going to be one of those dudes when they go to those cruises in Jamaica, just like, you know, trying to get the ladies out there. You hey, know what I mean? You got hey, the abs out. You listening. saw that post? Where the party at? Girl, living in a civil carny. That's going to be me and Melinda Gates this summer. It's going to be fat boy summer, baby. And then you're going to be in the new 90 Day Fiance episode, new season. Oh, dude. Post hell COVID. yeah. What's the new show called? Uh, happy ever after yeah happily ever after that's right it's with all the 90 day fiance stars trying to date and stuff but they're not trying to go after immigrants this time mm, yeah oh uh, very suspicious they should have learned that from the first time there's some interesting commentary on that oh there should be hey i'm gonna be an immigrant i'm gonna have my trinidadian accent and the whole nine it's gonna be the great whole- Mine, like Trinidadian with the accent. Hell yeah! And it's like from Brownsville. <laughs> parentheses. Oh no no no! You know you know a lot of these shows are fake. I'm gonna go to Trinidad and play the role. I am a I'm an immigrant. When they ask you how was the immigration process during the COVID nineteen, was it easy for you, Gio? Yes. Well, Melinda, you know, Melinda like, Gates Melinda wrote the check. Melinda wrote the check very quick. That's right, baby. You <laughs> it know, take nine months. It took nine minutes. You son. know. Hey, let me ask you a question, man. Let me let me ask you something. Speaking about marriage and dating and stuff, I know that you're off the market, but I feel like a lot of people have this, and and if they don't, they should. But when you were out in these streets, did you have multiple sources of? of spots that you take people on dates? Like, did you have multiple restaurants that you would use solely for dates because you didn't want to take that person yet to like your sanctuary? Uh, no, not particular because like in this day and age, like you could just talk most of the time and that would be the date, right? You could just go somewhere and chill. Right, but that's true. You can go somewhere and chill and just walk or whatever. But sometimes, uh, or a lot of times, you're going to get hungry during this date. It kind of depends on the type of date. Because I actually spoke about this with someone like years ago. I think there's like two theories that you could do. Like you can take the risk and go out with this person. Mm-hmm. They don't like day and age old school, but was old school correctly? Who knows? Old heads are old, but not right. So another concept is like you go to a sit-in, like a bar or a small pizza shop, and talk there for 20 minutes, and that'll be the first date. You know, you just have to have this idea of, like, who this person is before you try to, you know, spend money to the next step. That's it's true. Just, it's an investment both ends, right? It is an investment on both ends, which is why I invest in having multiple areas where I just take them for dates. Like, I've taken multiple first dates in, like, the same restaurants because, one, it has no physical or mental emotional attachment to me, that's why I take them there. The food is moderate. The, uh-huh. the food is good. The prices are moderate. And, you know, I pay the bill. That, that way I can look like a boss. 
you know? Yeah, the affordable bill. Got you, Gio. Exactly. Donut restaurant is $15 per head. I see you. There you go. Soon. There you go. You. 65 puts tip. You know, baby. You already know the, you already know the swag. You already know, Bastion. But see, that's why I don't take them to my sanctuaries, the places where I like to go frequently, where the people know my name, they know my order. I don't like doing that because what if... One day, if it doesn't work out, I don't want to see them there with some other person. Like, this is my spot. I gave you the luxury to to share this with you. You shouldn't go ahead and share it with someone else. Like, this is mine. Interesting. You wouldn't think it would be good to uh, take them to a super nice spot and have everything, like, you know, 10 out of 10 immediately. Or no. you just want like mids? It's like this is this is me normally. This is the mids I'm going for. I would rather take them to. I wouldn't rather. I wouldn't take them to the ten out of tens yet because I know the ten out of tens. But I'm just. I'm not gonna take you there yet. You gotta have like at least a year in to get that. Yeah, bro. You gotta. You gotta work your way up here, man. I've learned this the hard way. Okay. I went freaking zero to 100 real quick in a relationship, and that freaking backfired super quick. All right, you got to work your way up on this. Very interesting. I think I'm a little bit mentally more selfish because, first of all, I hate eating out, right? You hate I, food I, in general. No, well, no, it's not true. I'm a big food connoisseur. I'm very picky uh, because my taste palates is higher than a lot of people, right? Not a flex, just grew up a vegetarian, so everything sucks for me. Like, I can't even drink juice. I have to drink water. It's painful. What the f is juice? So yeah, you know all this high fructose just corn syrup. I had to spit it out. So it's like if I go to a spot, it has to go to a spot like I already been there and I know what I want to order because I'm not gonna finish my food. Imagine like ordering and like you eat like one fourth the plate. It's like the food sucks. And you've seen mm. me eat food before. You Sometimes have. I don't even finish. That is true. Because I was like, this food sucks, and I'm done. You know, I, I, I need a smaller plate. American sizing is too big. Portions are too to big. Uh, portions. Nah, big. man. The reason why Europeans come here is because of the American portions. Like, I remember being being a server over at Five Guys, a cashier, and they love the portions because the portions are so big. Uh -huh. They they love the American, like, they, they always tell me, like, yeah, man, I'm here in America because y'all love cheese and bacon. And you know what? That's that's true. Cheese, bacon, yeah. and just extra, extra large, super size, the big gulp. Hey, I, I agree with them, right? Portions are good to a point of point. It's like you can't live on these portions, and that's a problem. Like people live on these portions. Yeah. You could enjoy the portions, you know, go on a week, eat like this for a week, but you can't eat every day. For like 25 years you know then you're just gonna have health hazards by the time you're 35 the, the human body has weird ways of adapting man you know that no it's it's not good these i know it's not are, good are not it's not adapting that thing is bad by the way i adapting know but bad. i'm not saying it's a good thing i'm just saying the oh, human okay. body just adapts to certain things and it gets used to a lot of those those fats and salts and oils and all that stuff. Yeah, I'm not used to any of that. I'm not used to sweets. I can't eat sweets no more than like two bites of a cake. I'm, I'm more salt, right? I could eat anything salty. Give me any salty food, you know, fried food. I'm chilling. Mm -hmm. But if you give me a slice of cake and I take two bites, like, yo, who wants to finish this? I'm not finishing this. So I, I, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, bro. But anyways, it's May. So it is, it is Haitian Heritage Month. 
Are you doing anything special Haitian Heritage Month, Bastion? Or I never no? heard of that. Really? Yeah. Damn. Well, well yeah. No, like, Apparently, no, it is. Haitian Day is like what May eighteen, I think. Mm-hmm. Month. But now it's a now it's a month now. They're making it a month. I'm not so mad at it. There's so much problems going on in Haiti right now. It's like yeah, yeah we haven't have talked about it on purpose. We have so we have time to appreciate the things and go, things going on. Josnell, right? Come on, there's so much. Shout out my Haitians listening to right now. Shout out to all uh, the Haitians, man. I come looking for you with Haitians. Us Haitian diaspora just chilling, and there's so much things going on in Haiti right now. It's ridiculous. Yeah, there's but, a reason why we haven't talked about it. It's just because, yeah, it's a lot of stuff going lot. on. It's a lot, it's B. A, it's to the point where my dad knows a lot more about it, where we have conversations on it, and it's hard for me to try to great notes in order to discuss on the show of course mm-hmm. i could just do like you know a spark notes of it but it's it's a lot it takes place like you know five years ago then it takes even further back to the early 1900s but we don't gotta go that deep yeah we do not have to go that deep just trying but just to... know biden is like just chilling and allowing a lot of things to happen oh but... hell yeah he don't care yet yeah, yeah he don't he, care he took, he took trump's approach pretty quickly too where so. You know, yeah. speaking of of, of Haitian appreciation appreciation month, yes, shout out to the Zoes, but I never heard of that. But yeah, hey, you know, big up all to the month Zos. you want to chill, send some money to Haiti, bro. Oh, and I would just like to have a little TED talk really quick. Attention, people. Cinco de Mayo is not a day that Mexicans celebrate. It's just a day that Americans use to to just guzzle down tequila. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. Do, do they celebrate it? No, they don't. They don't, right? They don't. I feel- I've never seen Mexicans ever celebrate Cinco de Mayo in my life. Never. Once I figured out what the day was, I already knew it wasn't like the the national day, right? Yeah, it it's not it's not Mexican uh, Independence Day. Mexican it, Independence Day is in September. Yeah, and once I put that together, I was like it's a war, it's a battle. So it's like it's the day they won a battle and a war they lost, and I was like, oh, right. it's very confusing. Exactly. It, it, really, I really like to talk to a couple people to let them know to ask them like what do you think of this holiday yo if you mexican hit us up right now uh 212-209-2877 again if you are mexican hit us up right now let us know about cinco de mayo i know y'all don't celebrate it you know it's it's pretty ass backwards right where where we as americans will celebrate cinco de mayo but on the same token uh punk ass ted cruz and then wants to build a wall but then simultaneously wants to go to cancun it's crazy it's weird it is crazy it's strange it's super and, strange and i do find it funny uh in terms of it's just all marketing at the end of the day yes it is all marketing so whatever the like the cars whatever you could bring people in especially to bars especially in this t- uh, day and age where it's like the pandemic's like hey this is the best time for people to come in so yeah it's it's, it's all just a scheme at the end of the day. Hey, hey, I'm not going to lie, though. I, I I did have some tequila, though. I, I did have some tequila, but I knew it's not because Mexicans, Mexicans <laughs> didn't, didn't, don't enjoy this holiday with me. Yeah. I just, you know, I just succumbed to the, I succumbed to the peer pressure. You know, I, you know, I ain't going to lie. Well, I'm not going to lie. It's like, like if, if it wasn't for the pandemic, there will be a lot of sales, a lot of happy hour going in through the night. Right. This is the day where uh, a lot of stores will kind of sell a little bit more alcohol. That is true. So at the time, it's like their Christmas in a way. It's messed up. It's terrible. It is. But 
that's kind of the situation that's going on. Facts. Especially it, with that holiday. Facts. It's it's not as bad though as St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day is, is strange. I've seen YouTube like how the Irishmen will like they love St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. They go in, especially if you go to Boston. <laughs> well, I mean they go a lot in. of Irish especially people. In New York. Hell I used to yeah. go out. Me too. I, I, think I went I think I went out every uh uh, St. Patrick's Day. Donnell and I went out on St. Patrick's Day after work one year, bro. It was crazy. Everyone was out. We were all getting lit. It was a beautiful day. And I'll never forget, too, this was right when To Pimp a Butterfly came out. That was when it happened. And and these dudes came in. They were clearly drunk. And he was like, hey, man, you know I'm down. And like, like he tried to give me the, like he tried to give me a bro fist. I was like, nah, nah, bro, nah. He's like, nah, come on, man, I'm down. I'm like, bro, bro, you need water. Can someone give this man water? Someone, please. That's funny you said that because I do remember finding a stranger. I was in college then. I haven't been into the workforce yet, so I saw a bunch of people just like out of the office. Like still got their suits and ties, drinking heavily with their coworkers. Like, is this the life? Do people do this after you know just chilling? Yes, it's hit or miss. Not like that, but it's hit or miss. Depending Sometimes, on where you go. Depending if you're in the city, yeah, you're going to drink most likely. You're gonna hell go yeah and drink. But, you are gonna uh, leave Madison Avenue and head on down to like Hell's Kitchen or somewhere to get a drink. Yeah. But those are just the holidays. See, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about holidays that are transformed into these days of just binge drinking. Yes. You know? And once it's transformed, those industries like the bar industry, shout out to the bar industries. Shout, out to, the, shout out to y'all. Bar seating is back. Half shout out to the liquor stores. You, you know, you're all y'all in problematic parts of the neighborhood. But, Meaning the black know. part. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they just sell extra within those days. So shout out to you if you make your own alcoholic drinks at home. Word, bro. But it's interesting that you were talking about suits because I learned something this week because this week I had to wear the full three-piece suit, right? And when I had it on, bro. What kind of suit was it? Let the people know. It was a it was a Calvin Klein suit. It was beautiful. It was it was a nice blue. Um, I had nice black shoes that I copped from Bloomingdale's. It was nice. It was nice black shiny shoes. And I had my hair slicked back. My beard was did. Like, everything was on point, bro. And when when I got my ensemble on, I realized that there's a power to wearing the suit. Because I haven't worn a suit since 2014, like a full-fledged suit. I haven't worn a suit even to my graduation. But I've realized, because it's been taking me a long time to do it, like seven years, that there is a huge power to wearing the suits. I'm just walking outside and, and bro, like the perception that people had of me was like, I was some businessman. Like I was getting the stare down. Like I was attracting a different tier of woman. I was attracted by the, by the business woman, bro. She, I'm telling you, it was crazy. Until they saw the manila envelope in your hands. Like, oh, he's going to res. <laughs> no, I didn't have, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't holding a, an envelope. Oh. I had my back. I had a backpack. See, I was just gonna carry my regular burgundy backpack. It's all dirty and stuff. This is for the YouTube viewers that can that can see. But my pops was like, "Nah, bro, you're not carrying this." Uh, uh-uh. uh. So he gave me like a new backpack to wear because he has like three backpacks: nice jet black, 
looking backpack, North he's Face. Right. Yeah, he's, he's right. right. It's a dub if you're in a suit with a Jansport, like you belong in the ninth grade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, he had me, he had me right, bro. And I was walking, and it was black man, like, yo, brother, see you in the suit, man. I'm like, right, thanks, bro, appreciate it. But then it was the women, bro. The women. They like, bro. I remember I was walking, like, like low, like. They weren't even low key with the stairs. Like they they did the look all the way down to the to the shoes, all the where, way up to where, the hair. Where where are you? Where are you in New York when that, all this is happening? When all this was happening, bro, I was right around Borough Hall. Okay, yeah, I know the area pretty well. Exactly. Well, now you do because you know you you were forced to come here all the time, but now you're back in Queens just chilling. No, Bur Borough Hall is where the courthouse is, right? That too. Yeah, so I used to go to King's Courthouse like all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think a Shake Shack is on the corner. I think still That's there. exactly where I went to afterwards for uh, my interview. See, see, I know the area. Yeah. Uh, after work, after like a, putting in that like a motion in, yeah, Shake Shack before coming back to Queens. There you go. That's exactly what I did, bro. But yeah, that's where I was getting a lot of stare downs. Okay. Okay. It I was beautiful. It. They probably thought you were a lawyer. One hundred percent. Maybe so our brother in the suit in that area, you're 100% a lawyer. See, the one thing, the, case. the one thing though, I was kind of like Ugh, about, I felt some type of way was the fact that it was like 70 ish degrees that day, so I couldn't get to wear the, the Cole Han overcoat that my dad got me for Christmas. Remember, I told you about that. Yeah. I wanted to wear that, but I couldn't. Maybe the next day I could have because it was colder, but nah. I didn't get to wear that. You can, you'll be sweating. Trust I know. Me. Yeah, I'll be outside in like uh, a long sleeve shirt and a hoodie, mm -hmm. driving my car, just sweating already. And I don't want to turn the AC on yet. But yeah, you will sweat. Or, but I think I killed that interview, man. I'm not gonna lie. I thought I did well. Oh, what is it? Sweat soup. Shout out to Nelly. Shout out to Nelly. So, uh, Bastion, yeah. man, have you heard about what's going on recently in Black Twitter? With what? Well, if you don't know, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna play a little bit of a promo real quick. For those of you who don't know what a promo is, it's basically like a little promotional package. Two of Black Twitter's fiercest titans have been going back and forth with each other, have been jabbing, throwing jabs at each other, and it's been beautiful. Hold on, real quick. I got I got some clips I'd like to play. I got one in particular, real quick. Right. You mean Dr. Umar Johnson, the man yes. who has two children? by two different women that he never married. Dr. Umar Johnson, the guy that for the last 10 years has not built brick one of a school he's collected money from. Dr. Umar, hold on, hold on ma'am. Dr. Umar Johnson, the man who calls you queen, mother, goddess, and all this other kind of stuff. And again, for those who are keeping score, this is another woman who comes on and says, talk to us more like Umar. The Prince of Pan-African. Big Papa's in the house. Run my donations. I mean, shout out to Umar. I ain't got no problem with the dude, but I think it's funny y'all keep coming over here asking everybody to talk like Umar. Queen Mother Garland. Coco Butter and Seamoss Gold and shit. And some of them claim to not even like me. So why are you quoting my material and not referencing me? You obviously watch me. You obviously watch me because too much of my material is coming out of your mouth. <laughs> Bastion, 
the two Titans, Kevin Samuels, Dr. Umar Johnson, hypothetically, in a Hell in a Cell match, Dr. Umar versus Kevin Samuels, who do you think will win? Um, it all depends on the support. I think Dr. Umar has just a, a better chance of winning because he's more of a meme. So more people are more aware of him compared to the other the other gentleman what's his name again kevin samuels for those of you who do not know kevin samuels yeah. he is a life guru he is also a, a relationship sort of expert he tries to help people get in relationships the whole thing about kevin samuels is he is quote unquote a high value man for those of you who do not know a high value man is someone who makes six figures or more right and kevin samuels has been talking to quote unquote modern women about you know what they are looking for in a man and sometimes a lot of these modern women are looking for what i like to call three six mafia they, like they want a person with six figures and a six pack and over six feet right but doc what 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 kevin samuels likes to likes to do is sort of put them back into reality sometimes because he says that some of these women don't even deserve that how are you a how are you a four out of ten and you expect like a ten out of ten? How does that how does that correlate? And 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 he says that that doesn't relate. Sometimes you you can just get settle with an average dude. Interesting, boring. It, it's, it's just like life coaches are strange. I think life life coach coaching is a scam. Okay. Unless like your life is like really of like you know this moment, all you just need is some basics like. You know, you should don't don't spend the money on that. Get a credit card, but you know, build your credit score. You know, that's why you can't get the car. You know, mm. don't buy the car. It might, you know, <laughs> don't finance it with yeah. uh, another company. You know, those are like basic life lessons. I think people do need help to support. But right. Like, you know, finding a loved one, looking to get married. Like I, I've seen it. I've heard it before. You know, we we're we're a big Caribbean family. Right. Um. So we've heard like one family member is just like trying to get, find a man to get married to have kids. You know, it's like yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know you that well, so maybe you're just aiming high. That is true. <laughs> and and the majority of the time, Kevin Samuels, uh, he sort of talks down to black women. And, of course, he's already made an enemy of black women. Juxtaposed to, juxtaposed to Dr. Umar Johnson, who praises black women all the time. And, you know, he, he sort of talks to black men about the snow bunny crisis, as he likes to call it. You know, which which means uh, interracial relationships and all that stuff. It's a great juxtaposition of Dr. Umar Johnson, a.k.a. the Prince of Pan-Africanism versus Dr. Um, he's not even a doctor. Kevin Samuels, uh, the uh, stylish godfather, as he likes to call himself. Very problematic perspectives on both of them, especially. Well, I know a lot about Dr. Umar. And we I, all do. He's been on the game for like 11 years now. Yeah, and what you what you said about Kevin Samuel, I I do understand like why Dr. Umar is a little bit upset of, at him calling him like a what's it Yakubian, Yutubian, Yutubian, beta male coon, beta male coon. Like I, I get it now, you mm -hmm. know, a little bit. I not that not that part actually, not the beta male coon. I think the whole beta alpha thing is just kind of ridiculous. Mm. Um, but in terms of like the Eurocentric standards and yes. stuff, just having those type of like nonsensical standards, I think that's kind of what uh, is a little bit different from the two, because it's like, oh, you got to do this. If you're not doing this, then it's a problem, mm -hmm. right? And I, I kind of get it why they're both uh, 
both have a problem. Right. I, I think they're both problematic in their own ways, but also in a weird way, too. I agree with, with a lot of what they say sometimes, too. Well, some of what they say well, sometimes. that's the thing. It's like both of them are talking about basic principles that yes. sometimes you could learn in high school and you learn in college. If you're privileged to have the right people around you, especially like family members or friends, mm-hmm. you know, that lead you to that direction, you, you get the knowledge a little bit early. You know, right. I used to tell you that about like credit cards. Like, yeah, I understood more of it one I, once I got to college and took a seminar. And that person explained us the whole concept of like how credit cards work and stuff. So, I, all right, let me tell you, let me tell my friends because I've had some years with it. Now I know how to build credit in, uh, I say, a, a healthier way without doing loans and stuff. Credit's you, looking wonderful, by the way. Exactly. It's like, yo, if you're trying to buy a cell phone, don't finance it. You know, like save up money. Do not, you don't have to finance a cell phone. Right. But, you know, those are kind of small ideas. But yeah, that's how it is sometimes. That is how it is. Hey. So I'm just saying, like, both life coaches and Dr. Umar both check. So, like, (laughs) I want to just say this. I think, Triller, if you guys want to make some money, I think you should finance this. Dr. Umar versus Kevin Samuels in a boxing fight. Just make it happen just for us, you know, just for black Twitter. I think black Twitter is going to appreciate this so much because this is going to be our version of The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know what I'm saying? Two, Mm -hmm. two, two Titans in their prime duking it out. It's going to be great. So what would it be? It would be like a question debate. Like it could be a questionable. It could be a questionable debate. It can be a fist fight. It could be anything. We just need the two of them together. In a in a spar, maybe you know what I think during the spar they're both going to say the same thing differently and they're going to get angry at each other. That's why I think at the end of the day they're going to say the same exact thing because they both have the same exact mind, mm-hmm. and that's what's going to happen. Because Doctor Moore doesn't uh, take the whole uh, Black Israelite area like yeah he's uh, not a Black direction. Israelite yeah he's not but he's he still has the whole ep like. Right. Tendencies. He does. One hundred percent he does. I think everybody I think all black people have like one or five like hotel tendencies. Okay. Themselves, you know? hmm. That's <laughs> interesting. Yeah, I think everybody like does like one or a couple of things from it. Okay. I yeah. think I think I, I agree with you somewhat, but I I just don't think every black person goes com- completely extreme with the hotepery. No, it'll be like one or two things that they do normally, you know. Yeah. They can have something in their house that they do regularly that's like very hot up. Mm-hmm. But they want like they can't really explain it to their family or friends. Or if someone says something like, you know how we always have conversations about um Louis Farrakhan? Yes. How it's like difficult to like back over disavow him. It's like, yeah, right. there's a separation by not talking about him whatsoever and say, No, I, I don't listen to him. But you're yeah. not going to say he's like he's the worst man of all kind. Exactly. You know, it's like no, he's he, he has a good, he has an interesting. Uh, he's an interesting he's story. There. He's there. He's there. You know, he said some things that put the brother's perspective. You know, you're right. never going to have like a positive or you know, like it'd be negative perspective on him. But you don't want to like just back away. It's like yeah, right. you know, down with the man. It's like nah, I'm just going to keep quiet. Yeah, I think you were telling me in the car that one day. This was last year too. And we were like, well, you were like, yo. I think only black people are are just going to like understand Louis Farrakhan. Like, if you're not black, you're just not going to get it at all because you're just going to see him as just this one thing, like yeah, anti-Semitic. anti-Semitic, right? Um, 
homophobic, transphobic. Exactly, exactly. And I still agree with that statement to this day. I agree 100%. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, like, he's there, but, you know, yeah. And that's why I like five, like, most of the five percenter concepts um i forgot what it's called what was it 99 rules night remember well you listen to a lot of wu-tang so yeah that, that makes it's sense part of hip-hop it's all kind of one 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 in the same mm-hmm. but that, that's just how it is sometimes but. right did i ever tell you the story about how umar wanted to come on bai no what happened there oh i never told you this oh dang all right so this was 2017 and i was still an intern at the station so black seinfeld wasn't even a thing yet here we were still doing black seinfeld back in college but i'll never forget it his agent came in one day and he was and she was looking for to she was looking to talk to someone from management to possibly get dr umar on she's like hey yeah um i'm an agent of umar and and umar wants to come on wbai i'm like umar who and she was like johnson i was like Dr. Umar wants to come on BAI. So I let I made her give me her card. And then I told one of the programming directors at the time, I was like, yo, Dr. Umar wants to come on BAI. And he was like, hell no. Immediately. <laughs> Immediately. He was like, yeah, no, 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 no way. Uh-uh. No. And I was like, oh, come on. Why? Dr. Umar, just think think about the ratings. Think about the, the listens we could get when Dr. Umar coming on. He was like, nope, nope, it's too problematic. Nope. And and we don't agree with everything Dr. Umar has to say anyway. So I was like, true. And you and they were like, is he even a real doctor? I'm like, I don't know. He says he's a real doctor. It's been proven. It has been proven. He is a real doctor, okay? He went to court for it for crying out loud. And he won that case. Yeah. Oh, it's called 120 degree lessons. Oh, okay. You know, you, know, you listen to some we think foot two together, read the book. Like, ah, yeah, this is cool. Um, but it's what you mean because he, I think Doctor Umar is a capitalist. He is a capitalist. Donations. Yeah. Donations. Gifts. Yeah. <laughs> He's a capitalist, hence it's, it, it's kind of different for WBAI. You know. Um, yeah, he, he's he's like a black capitalist liberal, you know, like most back in his position. Oh, uh, bro. Do you uh, think we you want to have Dr. Umar on Black Seinfeld one day, Bastion? There's absolutely nothing for me to talk about to him at all. Why not? Just think about I, I'm the I'm a better views. life coach than Dr. Umar, so. Dr. Umar's yeah. not a life coach. He's The way he's talking? He's more of a preacher than anything. All right, sure. You don't think so? No, absolutely. All right. Well, just we just want to let y'all know that we don't agree with everything Dr. Umar says at all. I don't even listen to him, so no, I don't know that's what not he's true. You're a me- you know you watch his memes. I just the memes, but the memes are always cut out of context. That I'm is true the entire time. Yes, we enjoy Dr. Umar as a meme, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Umar yeah. has become one of the most internet's famous memes. In fact, there is a a Twitter dedicated to. Just Dr. Umar clips, and it's called No Context Dr. Umar. It's some of the greatest, greatest clips ever online. I bet he's running the page. You think Dr. Umar is running the page? Is what like takes you to the next level. You think he is because people have been asking him like, "Yo, who runs the No Context Dr. Umar?" Because he's aware of it, like he knows what's going on, but he just 
he keeps saying he doesn't know and he likes the fact that people are are getting to know him more but he doesn't like the fact that he's getting mean because it's it's um his Going message is getting message. lost yeah yeah i'll be mad too I would too, but hey, I just I'm just here for the lulls, to be honest. So I don't care if Dr. Umar wins or Kevin Samuels wins. Either way, Black Twitter wins as a whole, you know. Yeah, good riddance. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get into some music, man? Yeah. Well, what you got playing? What was the first song you were playing? Well, good question. The first song I had playing the intro was "Time Today" from Moneybag Yo, which is from his latest album, "Gangsta's Pain," which. Listen, I'm not a big Moneybag Yo fan, but for some reason, I just decided to listen to that album. And that album had me super surprised. I love the trap. I love the versatility. I love each song. Each song flowed very well. If you want to hear some of that ignorant-ish, Moneybag Yo is the guy to go to. And with that, I think Memphis is doing a great job in hip-hop right now. I think Memphis is the city to keep your eyes on right now. You know, certain certain times we have our certain eras, like, of course, Atlanta, New York, Miami, Cali. I think Memphis right now is one of the top cities to look at because we have Moneybag Yo out here. Of course, we have Pooh Shiesty out here making a name for himself. Um, I definitely think, oh, Yo Gotti, of course. You got to give it up for Yo Gotti. He's a legend, too. But... I think Memphis is is really doing some big things out here in 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 hip hop, and I think you should just pay attention. Is Spotum got him from Memphis or no? No, I don't think Spotum got him is from Memphis. I swear, I think he's he's got to be from Florida. With, with those dreads, he's got to be. Gotcha. Because I'm a big fan of uh, beatbox too, and also there's like yeah. multiple versions with different rappers on it. They exactly. Just, they just go in. It's it's. I don't know why he keeps making multiple versions of the same song. To keep but the meme all of them, But they're good. Exactly. All of them are good. Lil Nas X did it. Of, oh, from NLE, Chopper's ver- version. Okay. So I was like, wow, this is good. Pooh Shiesty was on, was on the re- the first remix, too, by the way. That's how I first That's, heard of Pooh Shiesty. Exactly. Pooh Shiesty is not a meme, but he's like, a lot of people are talking about him more often. Yeah, because Pooh Shiesty, um, I've seen some of his... um. I've heard about his story. He bought that. Gotcha. <laughs> but yeah, that was one of my favorite. Well, that's one of um, my favorite albums to come out in the past two weeks. We're going to talk about more music soon, but I'm just going to break down another song of the week. This is from Shelly, formerly known as Drum, off of his latest album, which is self-titled Shelly, formerly known as Drum. And this song I've been playing nonstop. This is called Rich and Famous. Stay tuned. You're tuned into 99.5 FM, WBAI New York. And this is Black Seinfeld, show about nothing. Time. My house on fire. Front seat of the plane. Uh-huh. Cat 
That was Shelly, formerly known as Drum with Rich and Famous, off of his latest album, which is self-titled Shelly FKA Drum. We're going to talk about that album a bit more later on. Bastion, what is your thought on that track? Uh, I will get more. I will get into it when we discuss the album. All righty. You got it, bud. Now we'll do that for later. It, it is time for the COVID update, COVID update, COVID update. It's time to get serious now. We had our fun, but now it's, shoot, a lot of things have been happening uh, here in America, but globally, it's been getting worse, specifically in India. Fashion? Oh, I thought you had more to say. <laughs> oh, I was going to say more, but I, I, I don't know. I was waiting no, for like, ahead, oh, yeah. ahead. okay. So what's been happening in India? I'm sure some of you have been talking about it. Some, I'm sure some of you have been seeing it. Um, Again, I don't like it when Bashan is correct a lot, you know, because I just have to always come in here and just give him his, his just due because he's right a lot of the times. And Bashan has been saying for a while that if people are not careful enough, we can be seeing a second wave of COVID, especially with a lot of these different variants going on. And um, it, it can be happening. And that's exactly what has happened in India. So how did this even start? Um, well, back in September of 2020, 
the number of cases fell to 90,000, right? And some of y'all might be thinking, 90,000, wait, that's too much. But you have to remember the population of India is one of the most populated places in America. The population of 1.3 billion people, right? In the world? In the you world. Said, you said it in America. <laughs> no, I, I thought I said in the world. No, not in the world. <laughs> okay. All right. 1.3 billion people, right? It's one of the most popular places in the world. There you go. So... January and February of 2021, that 90,000 cases fell again to 20,000. So the prime minister decided to celebrate early and declare that India's beaten COVID. So with a place as heavily populated like that, like India, people started coming out. People started showing out. People started not wearing their masks. The crazy thing about about India and, and the fact that the prime minister tried to um, regulate social distancing and all that is i started to realize bashing that social distancing is really a privilege and the reason why i say that is because of course here in america we can actually do that we can actually try and practice social distancing right but in a heavily populated place like india with 1.3 billion people it's pretty hard to do that especially when you declare um a defeat of covid and because of that you're now starting to see a second wave of of of, of covid cases and in a day you saw in like four hundred thousand cases like yeah, in a and, single day and, and it's just kind of bounce on what you said it's like because it's a uh, it's a big country but they do have a lot of dense areas yes highly dense areas living next to each other mm-hmm. so that's kind of like one of the uh, the aspect of what spreads it quicker. Mm-hmm. And also, um, a, a lot of people think it's, this is something I, I read into, a lot of people in India thought it was like a poor disease, like only poor people are, are getting it. Mm-hmm. And that's the type of ignorance that kind of spreads it. Because when you have multiple classes of not of people not caring or taking it uh, As serious. seriously, mm-hmm. then it affects everybody at home. And I've seen the footage. It's like really, really bad over there. Yes. Um, hospitals are... are... They're having to turn away some a lot of people because there's not that many people to to fit in these hospitals. They're running out of oxygen. They're running out of of filters. They're running out of beds. They're running out of everything in India right now due to the the amount of cases that they have. Like people are just dropping, yeah. like flies. Yeah. Literally, there are fo- there's footages of that, and it's just so sad to see and it's so sad to watch. And then you're starting to see a lot of um of of India's shortcomings come coming more into light like healthcare. yeah it, so it kind of bounces back to how america was around the last year yeah and how there was well, let's talk about just new york because we live here and they were just saying like oh, is the problem room was like the hospitals were too filled they didn't have enough uh, ventilators for people to best ventilators yeah yes ventilators you're right people to breathe they didn't have enough options for them to serve them and that's kind of the shortcomings of New York City in Cuomo. And a lot of things that came onto the light, especially uh, a lot of the nursing home problems and issues. So, like, that's just New York, right? We're New York City. You know, we're a populated area, but that's just New York. Mm-hmm. But if you can imagine, like, multiple times, like, 20 of what's going on in India, like, it's it's very similar, but in the in the bigger load. Yeah. 
over there. And it's, as you said, it's a lot of the shortcomings. Like, yeah, they could fix the issues, but they will have to fix it maybe five years ago <laughs> in mm-hmm. order to prevent a lot of things. Um, exactly. Especially in, like, hospitals and preparations and uh, technology. Yeah, and only 20 million people are fully va- have been fully vaccinated in India, which doesn't really help that much. I mean, it's it's not even that much of a dent, really. Yeah, for capita, it's pretty small. It's pretty damn small. It's really small. So it's just it's just really sad to see all that stuff happening. Um, and that's why I really felt like I we should talk about it at least because you already know me. I'm half Indian. This 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 is definitely heartbreaking to to just watch and see. And and uh, Brown Twitter, it's been talking about this for months now so that's why i wanted to to bring that up a lot and it kind of transitions back to what i was saying like the the past two weeks about how the u.s government and also what i said about bill gates earlier how they don't want the ip to go to other other hands other companies Mm -hmm. around the world hence they could start producing the vaccine at a quicker and faster rate than getting it out to people as quick as possible yeah but recently, there's some news that Ambassador Catherine um, Tai recently sent uh, a provision so they will be able to, so the US will be able to support the waiver of IP protections on the COVID 19 vaccines to help end the pandemic around the world. And that's what they're trying to do right now. Uh, it mm-hmm. hasn't gone through. They are sending it to the WTO, um, the World Trade Organization. Mm hmm. Um, and I think that's very important. This is something that should have been done long ago. And I, same day, pretty much probably probably earlier, maybe two days ago, uh, someone found a very old clip of Biden talking to people, and they're asking, say, "Hey, if we find the uh, the vaccine, will you waive or make sure that it doesn't have like IP protection?" And he said, "Yes, no hesitation." So because he hasn't done it so quickly mm-hmm. and he hasn't had any answers to it within the past three months. And it's still early. Right. But it should it be something early. it should be something like priority number one, because vaccines for United States is priority number one. Of course. And we are now dealing with an issue where people don't want to take it. Is there still hesitancy due to just like lack of information? Uh, conspiracy media, theorists. Conspiracy theorists. It's all adding up like the people that wanted to take them. If you remember a couple months ago, people were well, it's like dressed up as an old man because they want to take the virus, the, the vaccine. Right. But now we in America, they're struggling to get people to take the, va- yeah. the vaccination shot. And we have other countries just like in India. It's just like, Hey, we need more vaccines here. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a, uh, it's a privilege. It is right? definitely a privilege. Hell, you even have, you even have my country of Trinidad going back on a lockdown due to increase of COVID cases and yeah, they don't have that much vaccines, and they want vaccines so they can open up again. Good question. Yeah, because here's the like, you know, Caribbean comparison. Haiti, it 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 hasn't really been out there in a way, right? Mm-hmm. But what makes Haiti a little bit different from other Caribbean countries is Haiti has a very large young population. How is the population via uh, versus like old people to young people in Trinidad? That is a great question, Bastion. And honestly, I don't know, bro. I haven't been there in a minute. I can't tell you. I don't know. I don't know what the what the population between um old and, and young are. 
I can definitely say there's a lot more older people though than young people. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Definitely. So it's, it, they have a lot more. Oh, also, it, it's uh, from what I remember, it's like the way tradition is. Like the, the old people will kind of stay and they, they exactly they care about their kids. And it is still cool for for grown ass adults to live with their parents. Like it's fine. Like it's not an issue. You no, know, the parents live with them. <laughs> right. <laughs> No, you could still live with the parents. You still your parents. Okay, okay. Yeah, that, yeah. That just and then when you get married, then you know what I'm saying. Then we get married. Then your parents live with them. There you go. Yes, yes. But uh, yeah, that's that. That a lot. It's happening right now, and it kind of shows the privilege between like United States mm-hmm. and especially this this focus on it. Like New York City, one year ago today, and now it's like. This is what's going on in other parts of the world. They're they're getting their second wave, third wave, even. So, what more can we talk about? We we're going to tend to like repeat the same thing over and over. We could be repeating this next year around this time. Talking about two years ago, New York City was crazy. <laughs> you know, I think. Well, I mean, New York City is is supposedly opening in full force now in in July, according to Mayor De Blasio. Cuomo hasn't made it official, but this is de Blasio's plan of he wants to open up the city 100% in July. In July. Interesting. Good well, question. Um, when you got the COVID vaccine, which one did you get? I got the yeah. Pfizer. The Pfizer. Interesting. Because Moderna recently reported that they're going to work on their third booster uh, shot, which will take in consideration all the new variants that came. So you're getting a new Windows XP update. Well, <laughs> even with the Pfizer too, the the dude who created Pfizer said he's going. You're gonna that we're gonna have to eventually take another shot within like a year too. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming that's for all the different variants that are out now, especially the one that um came from the UK too. Yeah, that's what's hitting New York right now. Mm-hmm. So, quick thing, just to kind of intersect what's going on in like the business world in terms of stocks. So what, when I was talking about um, United States removing IP, mm-hmm. like Pfizer stock and Moderna stocks actually went down. tanked. Yeah. But not bro. really tank, not really tanked because I could tell you they're worth a lot more now than they were a year ago, two years ago. Of course. But it did go down. And I thought that was just kind of funny to see how, you know, the, the, the sellers, felt about it once they heard the news like oh what they're not going to make money well mm-hmm. i guess i'm out i think moderna <laughs> made like over a billion dollars off of sales I'm, don't quote me i think it's like either over 100 million or a billion i don't remember mm-hmm. I, I don't look into that but i, I okay. did see that news and thought it was very funny and uh, since we're on stocks right now man i feel like i'm very fortunate and happy because you know as a person who who has invested some money into Dogecoin. You know what I'm saying? We Dogecoin? out here. Dogecoin. We out here. Doge, Doge, Doge. Find them. Dogecoin. Do- like Doge, I was going to say Dogecoin. Yeah. We out here, baby, to the moon, baby, to the moon. Yeah. Enjoy that meme scam. Um, yeah. I feel I feel fine not investing in it because I, I don't I don't have FOMO. And I'm just chilling. That's so fine. There's the fear of it going up and down and you're just like sweating. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, I have no money in it. I am chilling. <laughs> it, That's it's, fine. It's a, it's a weird type of pressure. But shout out to you, Gio, for investing. You know, I've 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 done it since it was it was like ten cents, and now it's at fifty. So you know, we out here, baby. 
yeah, you know, you sell, buy yourself a new MacBook. Hey, that's the plan, bro. That's the plan. Don't be hating. I'm out here. That's what I'm trying to do. Gotcha. But also, Bastion Bar Sitting is now officially back in in bars in the city. I've definitely done some bar sitting. It was cool. Was it the same? Not really, because, you know, we were we were spread out amongst the bar so uh, there was like two people and then six feet and then like maybe three chairs and then six feet again so it, it's not as um together as i thought it would be but you know it, it's there though it's there if you want to do it it's, it's not there. it's there it's not as um crazy as it would be if things were normal so yeah i wasn't scared at all because again i am a vaccinated person and you're not. Shout out, shout out to you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Let, let's get into the next song before we hop into the next topic. Sure. Interesting uh, one. This is going to be an interesting one. But song of the week. This is going to come from 21 Pilots. And this one is called Shy Away.
That was 21 Pilots with Shy Away. I told you, Bastion, the 80s are making a huge comeback nowadays. You had Miley Cyrus with her latest album. You yeah. had... What's that? It was whack. I know it was whack, but I'm just saying it's yeah. it's still coming back, though. Oh. Yeah, Miley Cyrus. You had Abel with After Hours. And now you have 21 Pilots with this track, Shy Away. After Hours wasn't so 80s. Probably had, like, two songs that sound 80-ish. What, After Hours? Yeah. A lot of it... I'd say the bottom half was definitely 80s influence. Yeah. I think it transcends synth pop. In time. Yeah, synth pop is like 80s, 90s, early 2000s. It it, it corresponds. I think his his stuff is fine. But it, it it's it's had its peak from the 80s. That's what really defined 80s. the 80s. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying um, the Weeknd's album was just full 80s. You know, he took he found a way to take something that's old and he made it new again in his own able way yes along with miley cyrus in that too i'm not saying miley cyrus was good but i'm saying she did that you feel me i got you i got you right right what'd you think about the track that was cool that was cool very interesting the ooh ooh part it's it's very catchy i like that part all right so let's get into music let's get into some music where do you want to start first well there's a lot of stuff that has been dropping and I mean, I was talking about the the Shelly FKA Drum album, self-titled. This has been Drum's first album back. Well, I'm sorry, Shelly's first album back since the original album that dropped in like 2016, which had I Like the Cha-Cha and, and Broccoli. Big baby. Big baby, yes, which had Broccoli and I Like the Cha-Cha. And that's how Shelly first came into prominence with that track, I Like the Cha-Cha. And for those of you who do not know, um, OVO... Went, uh, went around his back and, you know, took that, um, I like the cha-cha beat, and uh, made Hotline Bling, which became one of Drake's biggest songs ever, and it became one of the most memeable music videos as well. And, yeah, poor Drum. He, he didn't get credit either. He got no credit from that because... Which is disgusting. Which is very Drake, okay? You know what Drake does. Drake breaks up eight-year relationships, allegedly, Okay. Allegedly, apparently, it, you, I remember when it came out. It was called the too. Cha Cha Slide Remix. Yes. Then he changed it to what, what was it? Hotline title? Bling. Hotline Bling. You used to call me on my. You yeah. you. I, I actually do remember. I think Drake had like the radio station. Yes. And I was listening to it, and it came out. It was it, it's a really good song. It is. The video was funny too. It oh, had yeah, it was perfect. It spawned a lot of memes and gifs. So let, let's get back into Drum. Yes. Drum, now known as Shelly, has been focused, you know, chilling, working on music for a long time. Yes, he recently, he finally, oh, I'm sorry. His album on April 29th. Yes. It's a 10 track album with roughly 38 minutes. And uh, what, what were your initial thoughts? Well, my initial thoughts, well, Shelly's gone through a lot, right? Um, He has gone out of rehab you know he's been working on himself because he's been addicted to a lot of substances and stuff so now this is a new and mature shelly formerly known as drum because we just knew drum as just this happy-go-lucky guy but now i feel like this song right well this album right here he switched up his style a lot he's now in the i'd say a more soul r&b funk sort of vibe and 
I like this mature sounding Shelly, formerly known as Drum. I really do. This right, this album right here is for the lovers. This is the album that you put on if you want to make love to your lady or your dude, butt naked on silk sheets. This is the album to do it. Sweat on your stomach and all of that. This is the album to do it. Um, just to kind of bounce on that, it's like I I agree. I actually do like this album a lot. The first listen was okay. I think the first song threw me off mm -hmm. a little bit. wasn't didn't, didn't really care so much the first listen. You were expecting some happy ish. Not really. I I wasn't sure what to expect because he hasn't dropped music in such a long time. That's right. He's been and on so, is... a lot of features, but he hasn't dropped solo projects, solo works. Exactly. And I do remember when he came out with the number one EP. That's that's the one that had Cha Cha on it. And mm -hmm. he came out with the goddamn EP, and it kind of like transitioned from there. So his last project was twenty sixteen. Five yes. years later, twenty twenty one, and also Broccoli. Can't forget Broccoli, one of his biggest hits. Featuring Liliati, we got to give him his credit. Of course. Um. And I think once I heard the the Daft Punk song, that his version of it, I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Mm -hmm. Then the album was flowing. So when I went to re-listen to it, since it is a very short album, I got to understand where he was going with the topics and what he wanted to show in this album. And as you said, it's very personal. Mm -hmm. And I think he took his time uh, with the music production. Is I feel like it's produced on a, a very high level. Yes. Not to call him a, like a low-level artist or anything, but this is, has some really good, beautiful production. Yes. Vocals I, were I, on point. And I was like, damn, it's like this type of production is done for artists where the record label will spend like over a million dollars just so it could reach a certain sound. I'm not saying I don't really want to know how much he spent on making the album, but this was authentic, in my opinion. Yes. It wasn't like him trying to get to this level of... Um, I guess artistry, like proud, artistry, like proudness, because it, it, using a bunch of subjective words that don't make any sense. Well, I felt like it was um, same way Charles Gambino did Redbone. Yeah, it's like it's a sound that sounds very authentic for its time, and I expect him to attain that so easily. Yeah, it, it it's just something interesting. So there's there's a lot of songs like that, especially I think Lay Down. What's the song you played? earlier today? i played rich and famous rich and famous. which had that's more the... of a funk vibe to it as well and the way he used that track to end it i was so shocked it's like same this is a, this is a whole song well, yes yeah it's a song but it's a whole song they don't make music like this anymore absolutely not dope. i've been playing that track non-stop for the past week it's so good like i love i love um the features as well all pride aside with summer walker you got the lay down with her and what of course, you got 93 Acura Viger with Miss Erica Badu herself. Um, I, I like these tracks. Cooking with Grease, I think I played one time here um, when we were... But something About Us is the, the Daft Punk track, right? Yes. Yes, it is. So hearing his version, I was like, this is a beautiful version. And I do remember the other one because it uses a robotic version. Yep. Which I'm a big fan of too, but I thought Rom, he's a beautiful singer. He is a he's a beautiful singer. He used to um be in he used to be in choir, I believe, when he was young. I believe that. But yeah, he's got some great producers on his stuff too. Yeah, I was um, not expecting he has a this feature. Yes, he has her, Watt, Erica Badu, and Summer Walker. Those are the only 
four features that he has on this 10-track album, which is very short album, 37 minutes, so it's right up my alley. It's so um, concise, and it flows with each track because in a lot of these tracks, you know, Drum has something to say about a specific topic before he gets into the song, which is something... Not a fan of that. You didn't like... Well, I mean, he was he was being all sexy and sensual. I mean, you're a dude. You're not going to be into that, bro. No, it's not <laughs> to about... To be fair. Like, no, I can respect... Uh, the artist's flow of work, especially track after track. You like, didn't like drum moaning. It's okay. No, I, no. I it has nothing to do with that. I agree like, with you. Just, it's fine. No, relax. relax. <laughs> I'm just not a fan of skits before songs. Okay. I'm a fan of skits after and the songs where I can have the capability to skip without any problem. So you're gotcha. telling me I have to fast forward the song to skip it? I, I'm not a fan. Okay. But, uh, that's I do what, know what, you, what he was trying to convey the message within the skits. Yes. Uh, but I do have like my own theory in terms of rappers or artists in general that use skits in the music. It's mm -hmm. like uh, a scriptwriter writing uh, mono, mental head monologues for the, the, the actor, for the character. Mm -hmm. And it's like it's, it's, it's frowned upon, right? It's like writing a monologue for the character is frowned it? upon. Yeah, because if you don't know how to write the scene within itself, it's like, are you are you a writer in, in the high nose browsy way, you know? Mm. So that's kind of the problem with um, Blade Runner. Hmm. Okay. I I didn't really think about like monologues or or uh, interludes that have a lot of dialogue in it when it comes to music because I feel like the reason why those would be in the the track list is because it's there to further um further explain the the storyline of the album to further explain the the plot of of each track or it's it's a way to blend into the next track as well so i just think a lot of the times um those monologues or dialogues are there just for a purpose it's for a purpose and it adds something more to the album and to the plot of the music yeah i understand when no, it's good I, I, when it's good that's when it's I mean. good yeah so, so what, what do you overall, give it out of 10? I give it a good 8. I think it probably will grow the Same. more I listen to. Same. This is album. one of my favorite albums so far of the year as well, man. Drum really killed it. I'm shocked. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, talking about like, um, it, it's like IDK with his album a while ago. Yeah, IDK like, and Friends. I always, yeah, I always thought it's like his, the skits didn't work. Because he got the wrong person giving the message. Mm. <laughs> so I see, I, I know what the message is, but you're doing like whoever you got talking is not doing a good job getting that message out there. True, true. And I think it was um, Griselda, one of the members there. What's his name? Conway. Conway. Was it Conway? I think one of his albums, he had like a producer there. Okay. And they asked him questions and he was talking like every other track. It's like, this guy, like you're asking a guy who's thinking of answers while he's talking. It's it's it wasn't done well because he mm. kept thinking and you could hear him think. And as for like producers and talk show hosts, we we could tell when people are thinking. So I'm I'm like watching, like listening to this album. It's like why why they got this man thinking on the song? Just like they couldn't have an editor to cut the clean parts and just like ship it, you know, ship and ship. True, or just Whatever. have an interview about the album. Because who's the best person that did it? Uh, Solange. Yeah, you know, with Master P. Snippets. 
with Master P. Get the snippets, you know, get the perfect snippets, put that in the song, and move it along. Yeah. You gotta do it well. It's it's not even skits anymore. It's the song. That's true. Hey, so, I'm with you. Yeah, I agree. Let's just throw my theory out there. You know, you could be fun and be like Kanye and College Drop and late registration and do this whole thing, you know, broke by broke. Right. Uh, we ain't that's got it. funny. That's funny, right? Oh, right. so you didn't like the college dropout about the dude Jamie with his degrees? No, it, it made sense. It was 2004. Okay. No, that one came out 2004, 2003. 2004. It, it, you're right. It it can't. It, it made all. It made sense. Okay. It made sense with the whole degrees thing. Right. I, hey, my degree was keeping me warm, but <laughs> I, I've never used it ever. Same here, buddy. Same here. Now. Flying Lotus, Bastion, he's back with a new album, a more concise album in my opinion. And this album coincides with the new anime that dropped on Netflix. Now, we're not here to talk about the anime, but because uh, I ain't gonna lie, I ain't really liking like that. But anyways, the, the album, Yasuke from Flying Lotus. Bastion, what is your take on Yasuke? You did reach out to me about it the other day, and you said you liked it a lot more. And just to kind of Talk about that. I agree. I do like this a lot more from his last album, Flamma Gramba. Mm-hmm. I do own the vinyl for it. But overall, Flying Lotus is a director. Yes. He's a beautiful musician, but he's also a director. He loves telling stories through his music. You can tell through his old EPs, his albums. Your Dead is probably one of my favorite albums by him, where he had an idea and he pushed it forward. Uh, Flamma Gramma didn't have an idea. Right. It didn't feel like he was pushing anything forward. It was he a crap load a... of tracks. There you go. Crap load of tracks from his styles. So it, I didn't see any growth. I didn't see anything. I loved it, right? Because I haven't heard Flying Lotus in a while. I just want to listen to some music. And I understood what the project was. Um, he put a little idea around it because he has some skills to kind of put it together. But, you know, we're storytellers. We know when you're kind of bluffing or pulling some fluffing. And that's, that's the last album. That's why you weren't a big fan of it. Yasuke, in another hand, if you love listening to OSTs on YouTube, this is the perfect album for you. If you love listening to 70s, 80s Japanese OSTs, this is it. Yeah. This is like he he's he's heard it all. He consumed, he did the research. And when they asked him to make this project, he said, I'm gonna do my style and the old style together. And it works so well. The best song and the song I played last week in the beginning of the show, it's called Black Gold. That's the theme song. I could tell you when I heard that, I was like, that's oh, okay. When I heard the instrumentals, like, whoa, yeah, the wait a minute. Better. This is insane. Then I think I was listening to instrumentals for like every day for like a long time. It's a short song. It's then only like a minute and 30. It's it super short. I heard the original version with Thundercat and I understood this is a great song too. They're both great. I had to quickly go on Twitter and see, like, how do people feel about this song? Because I'm obsessed. This is, like, I haven't been so obsessed with a song in a long time. What's going on? And since, like, Lil Nas X, right? Right. How do and, they feel? And people loved it. People were so obsessed. Like, make this longer. They're angry, like, typing. <laughs> make this longer. You know, we need three minutes of this. It's like, no, let's listen to the song again. <laughs> but um, just to go overall, it's, like, a great, great album. Like I said, it fits in, like, an OST. So if you're studying reading a book, cleaning around the house. It's perfect to listen to. If you want something to chill before you go to sleep, this is it. it, it this is like quintessential OST. 
I haven't watched the anime. I don't think I will. I just don't, watch a review. Don't. And I wasn't too happy that it wasn't the life of Yasuke. It was just like this after thing of some <sighs> made up. Don't watch thing. it. Don't watch it, dog. It's it's not good, dog. I have to watch it for flying low. All right. Oh, bro, please don't. Like, it makes no sense. Like, what they did was like I don't know what's up with like. With, like I don't know. Recently, they're doing a lot of like post Nabunaga stuff, like japanese shoguns and all that jazz but like in this one right there's like it's like the old times but like they mix it with magic and like mecha salts but like it's still like the olden days so they try and give you that old feel but they mix it in with with this new stuff and it just doesn't really work it doesn't yeah it, it doesn't work at all and then like there's this main villain who gets killed in an episode and then someone else comes it's just no 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 and then I didn't really like Lakeith Stanfield either. Like, I didn't think he did that much of a great job either uh, as Yasuke. Sorry, Lakeith. My bad. You're still, you're still Academy. Um, you're still an Academy. Uh, yeah, Academy nominated actor. So, you know, you got that. But I didn't think he was that great. I didn't try. I didn't even watch it in, 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 uh, in sub. So I only watched the dub version because Lakeith Stanfield was there. So I thought, you know, it's going. This going to rip, but yeah, I didn't really like the anime like that, and I don't suggest that you even waste your Watch time it. with it. But the album, though, the yeah. album is great. You know why? Because this album has a narrative, right? The album is there to fully engulf you in the world of Yasuke, and that's what it does, and it does it very well. Of uh, the tracks that you hear on this album make its way towards the actual show which is something i appreciate for example like you were saying black and gold which is the intro of the yasuke anime but also you know he have we have different battles that go on that that uh flying lotus definitely helps out that is also in the album as well uh as as well as you know different characters have different theme songs such you know similar to star wars where leia has her own theme and and Darth Vader has his own theme. Luke has his own theme. It's the same thing here as well. Yeah, so Nobunga probably has the Oda Nobunga. Oda Nobunga? Well, anyways, has his own song. I think it's the Your Lord. Yes. Every time he's shown. Yeah. I, I'm kind of surprised that they didn't wrap the whole show around him, which would make more sense because he, like, they know what happened to him. They don't know what happened to Yasuke at the end. Right. So make more sense to like use Yasuke's perspective on things happening to older life at, at that time in order to find like a good timeline for you to write the show around. Yeah. If, if I wrote the show, that's how I would have done it. Yeah. I we don't know do where Yasuke flashback. came from. Mm -hmm. We just know he was with the Benny Jesuits mm -hmm. of the, the Christian, the Christian group coming to Japan to spread the word of Jesus. And from there, right. No, but not write your story in terms right. of training. Cause this guy is like, He's tall. He's six feet. He has dark skin. They try to wash his skin because he's like they don't never seen a black man before. That's you right. Know, the story literally tells itself. Yes. And they didn't do that. They did punk ass flashbacks. I hated the flashbacks too, bro. It so irked me. It nah, man. It felt it felt like a man of steel in a way. <laughs> I I know a lot about it without watching it, and it made me upset because it kind well, of you just ruins. checked Twitter or no? I just like I, I trust uh, anime viewers. Oh, okay. Once you watch, anime isn't like an album. Like it doesn't grow the more you listen to it. It's like one take. You watch. It's like movies. You watch yeah. it. It's garbage. I'm I'm done. And it's only six episodes too. So I watched it quick, and I was just like, Nah, dog. This is not it for me. I don't like this. 
Well, I do recommend the album for people to check out. I do Google too. OST. I um, do too. I, I, I love the album. It's really good. It's really, really good. If, great if you, cover. I might buy it on vinyl. If you need something to study with, if you need something just to meditate towards, uh, something to drive with, hey, this is the album for you, definitely. Yeah, big fan of the red-orange scheme going on in the cover. Yeah. Love the cover so much. Love but the yeah. fonts, too. All right. What, what else album did we listen to? Um... Let's talk about Tyler Lass, but let's talk about Moneybag Yo since you brought it up. Oh, Gangsta's Pain, but Moneybag Yo. I didn't listen to it, though, but yeah. I didn't want to listen to Moneybag Yo because I wasn't a big fan of Moneybag Yo, but I knew of Moneybag Yo way back when, and then she st- then he started dating uh, Meg the Stallion. That's how I became more familiar with Moneybag Yo. I don't know why I decided to listen to the album. I felt like it was I just... I still think that was fake. What the the relationship with Meg? No, Meg Stallion. What do you mean? When they were dating. Oh, the relationship? Why? Yeah, because just for publicity. Way, one publicity too, like the way Megan's acting now. We're a new man's. It's like now. Yeah. Happy. She looks happier. So it's like, yeah, that relationship was a scam. Shout out to <laughs> Partisan Fontaine. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what possessed me to actually listen to this album, but I'm glad I did. It's called Against This Pain. And it's one of the best trap albums I've heard this year, bar none. Um, a lot of cool flips, uh, a lot of great beats. You know what you're getting with Moneybag Yo? You're getting a lot of trap rap, trap bars, but the beats just go well together. His bars just go well together. Um, this makes you want to sell drugs it makes you want to commit murder um it knows what it is and it does see that's the thing that's the beauty about hip-hop and and rap music man some like we don't have to have to hear all that lyrical miracle spiritual all the time all right it's the great juxtaposition and it's a great balance of music because sometimes i want to hear some ignorant ish and money bag yo provides that with a gangsta's pain and i and i appreciate that you know he he also talks about certain things where he gets a bit he gets a bit, you know, personable. And I appreciate that. You know, sometimes it's okay for gangsters to be a bit vulnerable sometime and, and share the ish that they have going on in their life. And that's what Moneybag Yo does. But also, don't get it messed up because there's albums out here which make you want to commit murder. And I appreciate those kinds of tracks too. When you feel the energy, you, f- you feel the darkness within the track. That's right. And make your preacher like, you know, throw that, you know, take that music out. Exactly. <laughs> And that's why I love it. It's beautiful. Interesting. I will check it out then. I'll check it check out. Check it out. You were you were bump you liked the first track that I was playing, which was Time Flies. Yeah. It bumped. It bumped. It's more it's more of that. Yeah, I've, um right. oh my bad. What were you gonna say? No, 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 no. I'm definitely gonna check it out. Definitely okay. gonna check it out. I was just gonna let them know that you have um collabs with Pharrell, Janae Ikeo, Polo G, Lil Dirk. Future, Cash Page, Big 30. So, you know, we out here, man. Shout out to Memphis. All right. Let's get into the last album of the day. Another one. We the best. Mr. DJ Khaled. Listen. Man of, like, million hits. He had a lot of hits. Khaled. At one point in time. 
is a hits man. He is a man of singles. All right. Khaled has had Khaled's been in the game for a long ass time, right? Very long, very long. He has friends that like people that you didn't think he knew he knew personally. Like, no, right. he knows them personally. Big pun. Yeah. Being one of them. All right. Fat Joe. Okay. Khaled's been around for a while, okay, but we haven't the first time I remember hearing a track from Khaled was Make It Rain, I believe. And he was on the remix too. He had the remix with a lot of people, okay? I can't name certain artists, but I felt like the Make It Rain remix was was far superior than the first one. And then, of course, you can't forget We Taken Over back in, like, 2008 that came out, Bastion. Can you believe it? 2008? I'm So Hood. Don't forget that. Yeah, I'm So Hood. Oh, bruh. That beat was nuts. Word, bro. Time flies, man. All I do is win. Chill. Um, Welcome to my hood. I'm on one. Shining. Mm-hmm. Jay-Z and Beyonce. Yeah, that was like keys. 2017. That was 2016. I got the keys. I got the keys to me. Oh, I'm sorry. I think it's called I Got the Keys or or Holy Key. It's probably his best album that he's ever produced. Like that he's no ever brainer. had. With, with Justin Bieber. <laughs> yeah. Cali got singles for days. All right. Cali has singles for oh, days. Oh, even Nas album done what was like a great Nas song. Yeah, that was 2016. On, on a holy key that was like Pete Khaled where he was on Snapchat doing his thing that's when he got everyone on Snapchat at that point and he was great at marketing he had the lion major key all that stuff don't ever play yourself that's where all that stuff happened that was 2016 that was Pete Khaled in my opinion and that album to me was his best album because like the first five tracks on it was just bangers it was I got the keys then it was for free with Drake. Then after that was like Nas album almost done. And then after that was Holy Key with Big Sean and uh, Kendrick Lamar. And then track number five was uh, Jermaine's interlude with J. Cole. So like, like hit after hit after hit on that album, right? But then <laughs> Khaled just kept coming out with music. And while, you know, some tracks were cool, like you had Shining and then you had um, that track with Rihanna and Bryson Taylor, Wild Thoughts, um, No Brainer as well. Um, the album started to suck even more. And Khaled, Khaled, I'm going to be frank. Khaled, Khaled sucks, okay? Khaled, Khaled is not good. It's not a good album at all. Khaled, Khaled, like, Khaled likes doing certain things where he likes trying to be like Kanye where he takes two polar opposite artists and he tries to mash them together to create something and it sucks for example one of the tracks he has her with the migos but the beat is on some like reggae style dancehall beat and it's horrible like it is god awful like what the hell were you thinking type i feel like nobody was in the studio like maybe he made this during like the pandemic Hence, like, some verses sound a little bit off. I think the first verse that sounded off was, like, Cardi B. And that's, like, just Cardi B. But it's, like, it, it felt off. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like she like, was offbeat. <laughs> like, on off, too. Like, the energy wasn't there. And that's, like, the, that's the third track. It is. So once I heard her verse, it was like, hmm, it might be like that for other songs. Because maybe they weren't able to get into the studio together. That's mm-hmm. why the chemistry wasn't there for, like, most 
features. It showed like the her amigos. They definitely weren't in the studio together. That was god awful. So it if it's like track after track. That's when it's kind of started falling apart. Yeah, they did it with Post Malone, Megan Thee Stallion. Then you get to let it go with Justin Bieber and Twenty One Savage. It's like, all right, I'm not interested in any of these songs. Right, Body and Motion, like, I, was like, it was all right. I I didn't mind that. Pop star. That's been out I for like two before. years. Yeah. So I was like, uh, I heard this song, but like, just to go back to the first track, Thankful. That was one of my favorite tracks off that album, to be honest. That was good. That was good. That was good. I was like, all right, this is interesting. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, we're starting off on a good way. Garbage. So I was listening to that song first. Like, this is good. No, this was good. That was one of the better tracks off of this album, and I thought this was a great way to start the album, and I got excited. I'm like, oh snap. Cal's about to come back with some heat. And then every chance I get with a uh, little baby and little Dirk, I didn't really care for it like that. And then big paper came. Well, I like what, what Cardi was spitting in that track. Um, again, it just, it just, the track felt off. Like she was off beat. And, and sometimes, you know, if you rap off beat, it can sound cool. But in, in this, this instant right here, I didn't, I didn't really think it, it, it fit well. And then we going crazy. We already talked about that. Um, did you feel did. he cheated when he used like hit singles that already work, and he put it in his own music? What do you mean? Oh, like the flip? Yeah. I hate when he did that because remember that one album back in 2019 where he did he did the Scissor track and he flipped Miss Jackson. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Because the first track he did it with I don't I don't recall which what other tracks he flipped throughout the album. I was like, well, he flipped he Wild Thoughts and that was the Carlos Santana track. Yeah, he flipped that one. He that was fine. The Rulers back with yeah. Jay Z. Yeah, that one. That's- like da, 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 da. it's like all right i remember that yeah. track. this track was fire but why you flip it like that's hard in the other... city hard in the city hard in the city hard in the city yeah right. it's which, like there's which other... kanye flipped before mind you and he made he it cool it. who K- kanye flipped that track heart of the city he flipped it and made it heart of the city oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i was like yeah it's like uh i don't i'm not sure i want this you know, then going through the rest of the album. And then like, I yeah. did it, which was um, which was like a rock track. All right. This is how I see Khalid, uh, Khalid Mr. Khalid, DJ Khalid. No, Khalid. Khalid, Khalid, Khalid. is DJ Khalid, and then Khalid is the person No, you I hate. know, I know. I'm making a joke on his name. Oh, okay. okay. Khalid Khalid, because that's the name of the album. He's you no know, sitting in the pandemic. He got a bunch of beats, and he's like, we need to make it, like, so good and over the top. Two things that happen. Um... You know, pandemic brain mush where you keep producing, producing and to the point where it's overproduced and you have too much going on in the track mm-hmm. or you just don't have enough people in the room to bounce those great ideas from. When someone says no, you say, OK, let's do this. Then it's yes. But no one's saying no in the room. Everything is just a yes. You get the next, the last three albums. Mm-hmm. Right. So and this is one of them. It's I don't know. It should be good. It should have been good. But uh, it missed the mark it by a lot. Missed the mark. A lot of the stuff is overproduced. The flips suck because it makes me think about the old tracks that were better. But this this um, album, it doesn't have. It has some good tracks. Like I like I said before, thankful was pretty good. Um, Pop star, we heard that already. But um, we gotta talk about the main track that was a big disappointment. That everyone came for, and that was Sorry Not Sorry, featuring Nas, Jay-Z, and James Fauntleroy. I'm not going to lie to you too, Bastion. I was, I was pretty disappointed, too. Um, f- 
first first things first, Nas's verse. Nas, it sucks. Sorry. It wasn't hey, good. I was disappointed because you told me about it. Wait, why were you disappointed in that? No, I didn't know what was happening. I you didn't know like, either. That's why oh, I wanted you, to listen to it. You're like, oh, it's going to be a Jay-Z and Nas track. So I'm like, all right. Because we've heard certain Jay-Z and Nas tracks before. Success was fire, okay? Black Republicans, was it? Black that was Republicans. Whack. That was whack. That sucked, but success was dope, okay? That was like, off the American Gex um, album. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that was fire. That, yeah, that, 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 exactly. That, that fire. Exactly. All right. So I saw the music video. Okay. That was what. I did not. I'm, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> that's how I got into the song. I heard the song before I heard the album. I watched the music video and I was like, oh, I get it. Rich black rap. I got it. And they're rapping so slow. Even Jay Z, who I know can rap really fast, right? He still he has his styles. He can. He's better than ever. And he's not rapping. Because he's talking. He is talking. But when you're Jay Z, you can do that. Is Why it Jay's best verse? The D reference, like it was cool. Okay, here's the reason why I think he was doing the B thing because I felt like, well, there's one B that meant Beyonce, other B's that meant like the billions that he was making, B as in New York, ALB type of ish. I think that's why he was doing a lot of B's because the B's were like triple, quadruple on Too much for me, bro. It was too <laughs> much. I didn't know what Jay Z was saying. I felt like I was back, like I was 12 years old listening to Jay Z. He's like, wow, this guy sucks. I don't understand what he's saying. Listen to some more Kanye. <laughs> but <laughs> now I'm probably 14 at that time. Whoa, 14? No, 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 you were saying it that? Was, I was 12. I was 12. I was 12. I was 12. Because uh, 14, it was when Blueprint 3 came out. And I thought that was, like, the best thing ever. Oh, God. Well, you were definitely 14 then. Exactly. That's what I mean. He was Fair. making music for me back then. All he right. wasn't making music for his fans for that album. All right. But, all right. But that's how I felt. I was listening to, like, all right, Nas, I'll, all right the Nas verse sucked. Yeah, all Nas right, verse let's sucked. To, let, let's get to Jay-Z. Oh, Jay-Z started. B, B, B. I was like, oh. <laughs> and you got a, like, a fiance. Hey. Like, I was like, ew. They could have, like, recorded that again. Oh. <laughs> I'm, like, a disappointed fan. I think I was asking for too much. Bro, I don't think you were. Because, you know what? I was expecting the same thing as you were. Because when I hear Jay-Z and Nas, I'm thinking, you know, I'm we're going to get some top-tier lyricism. But here's the thing. I think when it comes to a lot of these Cal records as of late, I don't think these artists put their best verses on these tracks now. I think people just, they're like, all right, Cal wants me to do this record. And he just they just gave him some old BS, and they just want their money. And I don't, that that's how I legit feel. They don't perform their best stuff anymore for Khaled. But Jay-Z has been giving like great uh Khaled records. He's only had like two. Time. No, three. Okay, Shining, yes. I got the keys, yes. The top on the Maybach one sucked. I got All the right. top on the Maybach. Yeah, that was awful. Okay. But anyways, like I would ex these are recent tracks. So I was like I, I would agree. expect him to go hard or both of them go hard, you know? I mean, like, I think on, Jay did better than ruin us. <laughs> Who, who do you think ruined it? Nas or Jay-Z to well, the point where the other person had to write like a bit different? Okay. Or the beat? <laughs> All right. The beat, meh. Um, Nas starting off, I was expecting some. I was expecting Nas to, to actually like 
prove, well, not even prove himself, but, you know, just just go a bit more in depth because he's on a track with Jay-Z for crying out loud, okay? They still have that tension. That tension is still there. We we freaking saw the proof with the damn Jay-Z um, Nas freaking playlist on title, okay? we So it's there, okay? So I'm expecting Nas to come out with some bars, okay? He can do that, all right? You could do black Republican bars if you want, okay? You could talk about how much, you know, you got to invest in black community and all that, but... But but I don't think Nas did a good job. It was very underwhelming. And then Jay, I just thought he did okay. Like, he was better than Nas. And then James Fauntleroy, I could barely hear his ass in that record. I forgot he was even <laughs> in the record. <laughs> Yo, it's, I don't know, man. The beat was whack. The lyrics were whack. And I just don't want to listen. Like, come on. Like, I know, I, I get it, Jay. You're a black, you're a black Republican capitalist. Sure, whatever. <laughs> You make him a billion money. Cool. Like Beyonce is your wife. We get it. Cool. You love your wife more. Beautiful. Like I I love to hear more of that. At least give me three verses like how like you and Bay went to you and Beyonce went to like I don't know, one on vacation. I I would have been the Cayman Islands. Yeah, like something. Like you had a lavish vacation with and you brought the the twins and blue and blue ivies. Like that's beautiful. I want to hear more of that. Than talking about my billions, billions, billions. I'm like, come on, man. It's about it's about black wealth, generational wealth, Bastion. Okay, you got one billion there and like a a, a millionaire in the room. This is embarrassing. <laughs> it was so bad. I hate it, man. I wrote like that's the album to me. That one song is the whole album. To me. That's I don't know, man. All right, let's talk about, in my opinion, the best track off the album. And it was the last track, Where You Come From, featuring Buju, Bantan, Capleton, and Bounty Killer. I thought this was the best track by far, easily. Everyone flowed off of each other, off of each other well. They fed off of each other well. The energy was there. Um, and, and then immediately it irked me because Khaled can do these kinds of records and they sound good. But then juxtapose to the damn Her and Migos We Going Crazy track. It's like, how the hell did you produce that? But then you have you found time to get Buju Bantan back, Capleton and Bounty Killer to create that fire. He's not a storyteller. He's a song producer. He's a song He's curator. Make, exactly. He knows how to make a really good song. When he wants to. But you can't but he's not Quincy Jones. He's not Quincy Jones and Tyler should have came out with another album just so it could go number one again and he could get mad. You know how much money I put? You know, like, yeah, <laughs> artists. Just name it every artist that he kind of. Yeah, for. man. Shoot. Like, like how they gave you art, you gave us like this kind of money song generator. You know that uh, AI could do better with. All right. So, yeah, bro. Funny thing too, Jay Z came out with that track with uh, Nipsey Hussle earlier on in the year too. Judas and mm-hmm. the Black Messiah. That track was fire. <laughs> it was better. It was a lot better. I'm telling. Tell- he was trying there. I don't think no, he I'm was trying. Jay Z could still do it. It's just like if he wants to or not. Right, but I'm pretty sure he has records that he records. Oh no, he said it before. He records on his phone. Mm, now, okay, yeah. okay. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like going to the studio to do it, you just like wrap it on his phone, save it for later. But Jay's still petty though, because um, I asked you to to go on title because Jay apparently curated a Nas playlist, and on that playlist it said. Curated by the God Hove, which I thought was I thought was a bit strange because um, 
looking at all the other Jay-Z curated playlists, like, that's never, like, the God Hove was never on it. But on the Nas one, the God Hove was was advertised on it. And also, and they spell Nas so weird. Oh, yeah. Uh, capital N, lowercase a, capital S. Yeah. And I think the song selections weren't the best either. He just he just put the whole. No, album. they were the best. No, it wasn't. He didn't pick some of some some good tracks. He just put all of Illmatic, and then the songs that we know, and that was it. Yeah, he said, "I don't listen to Nas deep cuts. That's <laughs> it. I don't listen to two point five tape lost tape. I don't even listen to that. Keep it lost. Just put Illmatic on." Yeah, exactly. Yo, let me just. It was written <laughs> Illmatic. If you're going, if there was like Nostradamus. You know, the, the chart. Yeah, there's no Nostradamus on this. You got like one. Oh, there's one. Yes, there is one. Project Windows. Um, you got a Nazir track with Kanye because Kanye saved the entire track. Cop shot the kids. Yeah, I agree. Um, don't let late, don't... Re- late registration Kanye because Kanye also saved the track. Oh yeah, freaking we majors that verse, on it. As a kid, I knew I was like, why? Why is this verse like? <laughs> I'm gonna ask for my man's <laughs> like, what type of verse should I write? <laughs> I was like, come on, man, write the song. You gonna have the second worst verse next to Commons. <laughs> right. See, he knew what he was doing and putting that we major track on, bro. See, Jay is petty. Song, oh, it's song, a good though. song, but the Nas, the Nas part. Come on now. Come on. Yeah, I was like, that's why I'm saying nah, Jay knew what man, he was doing. Illmatic still, I was like, come on. Jay knew what he was doing, bro. Jay yeah. is petty like that. Yeah, not dissing Nas. Oh, I'm right. dissing Nas fully. Okay. It's hove all day. You already know. I'm a whole venger. Jay Z is very petty, making a play this on title. I screenshot it, sent it to Geo, and we we're just dying. You know, laughing at the whole matter, which is which is curated hilarious. by the god Hove. Like they really put that. I think Hove told him to put that too. I have nothing to say. <laughs> all right, we got a couple of minutes left, bro, and I just want to thank you for putting me on to. In my opinion, one of the best shows on Amazon Prime in Invincible, a show that I had no idea that it was an actual comic book, a show that had no idea what it was going to be about, a show that really just came out of left field, and it just, it blew my freaking socks off, man. It was so good. Yeah, um, it's, uh, it's, um, it's from a comic book that came out a while ago. Long time ago, I, I didn't do any research because I didn't want to get spoiled mm-hmm. on what happened in the in the comics. But I know they're going a slightly different direction. Maybe certain things didn't happen the way it did in the show than than it did in the comics. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought it was interesting. You know, yes. uh, Mark um, and Omni Man, and they're just trying to be superheroes. You know, Mark is a young seventeen year old who got his powers. Yes, and his dad is like one of the best superheroes in the world, the strongest superhero in the strongest. Earth. So it's like, all right, I'm, I got my powers. Teach me how to fly, fight, and all those type mm-hmm. of things. And watching the first episode, you think, okay, this is this is whatever. Exactly, this is going to be um, with great cra- with great power comes great responsibility. But as the show um, progresses, you're starting to realize like. In the case of Mark, with great power comes certain responsibility that um, you didn't know that you were going to have. But um, it's do you want to accept those responsibilities that you now have or or not? Or you want to go and do your own thing? That's the best way I can put it without spoiling a damn thing. 
Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. It's about him choosing what to be responsible for. Yes. But they kind of put it in a more realistic sense where you can't just hop in the scene and get things done. Mm -hmm. Like, everything requires training. Exactly. And And there's always something better. And that's what I love about this show because, um, again, Mark just had his – he just got his powers. So, throughout the whole season, he's getting messed up by everyone because he's still a Padawan in this game. Like, he's still learning how to be a superhero. So he is getting messed up by everyone in this series. All of them. Yeah, so without spoiling it. Yes. But, yeah, overall, I thought season one was great. They did get the flag for season two and season three. Yes. And I'm pretty sure that will probably come out next year. But I thought it was great. I I do love watching uh, TV shows one week at a time, not watching it Netflix style. It's like one whole i enjoyed that too so and it kind of lined up great because i was watching um falcon and the winter soldier with invincible so Mm. i was going back and forth so i'll watch falcon and i watch invincible right after so it was great so i had a good like six weeks of that yeah i was just following uh falcon and the winter soldier first week by week and then after that i think you told me to to start watching invincible and i think it was like six or seven episodes already into the series so i just started watching from episode one and to me it's sort of you know what it it reminded me of selfishly because i was a huge fan of this movie back in the day it was it reminded me of the real version of sky high from disney do you remember sky high yeah 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 that was the, that the was real version oh yeah yeah okay yeah. okay i do know what you're talking about yeah because in sky high it was the, it was about this kid who just got his power who was trying to get his powers and he's in this high school full of like superheroes and stuff and they're training him to be the superheroes of tomorrow basically this one right here because mark has has people he goes to school with that are also heroes in training as well at, and have been doing the whole superhero thing longer than he has as well. So that's why I thought of like, yo, this is sort of like sky high in a way. No, I don't see it, but I, it looks like Teen Titans in a way Mm. where younger people have their own groups. Okay. And they all have to like make their own abilities and whatever. Let me ask you. That's the way I look at it. Let me ask you this question. What did you think about the, the love interest, the, the, the love story arc? It was realistic in in a sense, in terms of like being a superhero and hiding your identity compared to most shows. Uh, you know, the main character can do so much mm-hmm. in terms of hiding who he is for like maybe half the season before he reveals it. But I'll also think like he shouldn't reveal it because he's still a hero. And if we have a relationship, don't worry. Now you have one extra person that knows who you are. Right. So it kind of builds on that. So I was like iffy on it, you know, how they were writing it. It's like he he can never catch a break maybe he shouldn't be in a relationship at all so that's kind of like the direction we're going is uh, the voice actress for his main love interest is zaza beats oh zazi beats yeah. i love her yeah so i didn't know that but I- i'm gonna keep it real with you um i thought it was annoying like i felt like it was very cliche like we've seen this before and I, I thought it really didn't add much to the story at all to me at least because we've seen this we've seen this so many times of hey you know where have you been blah 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 blah. you promised you were gonna be here blah 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 blah. and then and then when he finally like reveals like hey i'm 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 this guy and she's like oh yeah i already knew but 
You weren't honest with me. I said BS. I called BS. What you mean you knew from jump? BS. I think, I think no, makes, you didn't. I think it makes sense. I, I no, it not, didn't. It made I'm, zero sense. I'm fine with that. I know people are hating, especially online. Yeah, especially with how it ends. It was so annoying. <laughs> Without getting into spoilers, but oh, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But still, it's um, it's just relationship building, especially for a young person that's busy, you know, and has yeah, I doesn't get have that. a lot of time to himself. I get that. It just got annoying for me after a while. Like, it's like, dude, let's just let's just get back to like the action. Let's get back to that stuff. Let's get back to the business. Or yeah. let's get Overall, back to it's a the good business. show. I definitely do recommend listening. What do you it's, uh, give it out of ten? Uh, I give it like a, the animation does need more work. They should work on the animation better. But overall, I give it the eight. Yeah. What do you mean? You look shocked. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. I, dude, I give this thing a ten out of ten. Like this, this right yeah. here is fire, bro. No, the animation needs a lot of work. I love the animation. I thought the animation was fire. I thought uh, the storyline was fire. Really? I thought, yeah. You must not watch a lot of like English animation within the same field because if you look at Young Justice, it's kind of designed the same way. I don't Young watch Young Justice. Young Justice. Does Okay, like if you watch Young Justice, you will know exactly what I mean. The animation is just a bit smoother and better, even though it uses uh, different tones of coloring. Compared to this show, it uses a lot of t uh, brighter tones. Mm -hmm. I feel like the line, the, the sketch lines are a little bit too thin. So it always looks a little bit weird sometimes, especially when they're flying over trees and stuff. Yeah, I could just go into detail with like, I just think the animation needs a lot more work. Like okay. Maybe more frames per second or something. Oh, all right. Or maybe you just got to change the style. I don't know. I but, understand uh, that. I'm going straight off of like the story. Like the story is like 10 out of 10 for me. I really enjoyed the story. It's distracting. Uh, I love the characters. I thought the characters were great. Um, except for the love interest. I thought it was kind of annoying. But other than that, I thought everything about it was just awesome it took me on a on a great ride and then those last two three episodes holy crap if you want to talk about memes baby there's been a lot of memes because of those those episodes and i enjoyed it a lot okay the train scene that's all i gotta say all right that's it Doesn't think sense. mark think <laughs> shoot man that's why i give it a 10 out of 10 honestly man it's just the story was so great um how powerful it was man i got emotional too like he got me all emotional mark got me emotional you know why oh man i we can't spoil it yet we can't i don't want to spoil it for you yet maybe like in two weeks we'll talk about like break it down what happened and we'll then we'll talk. Then I'll talk about why I really enjoyed this as as just a series, you know. But I give it a ten out of ten. Uh, Legendary season one, Invincible. Definitely watch it if you have Amazon Prime. If not, find someone who does and ask them if you can borrow it. Interesting. And All right. With that, yes, it is time to say goodbye, Bash. Any last words? Um, not really, but uh, no. definitely tune in for next week. Definitely go on BlackSignful.com where we do update uh, our episodes so you can check out the archive for older episodes from all podcast platforms. And we're all social media at BlackSignful NY. If you have any questions or want to hit us up 
BlackSignfoldNY at gmail.com. Until then, hey, Melinda Gates, check your DMs, boo. Peace. Oh, we're going out to DJ Khaled. That last track that I was telling y'all about with Buju Bantan Kapotan Bounty Killer. Where y'all come from? Peace. We the best music. And no crossing line And knock me with me from coming your heart for fine Underneath I me stand up at the castle mine Right now me go roll up and that dust me feet just pass me mine Now the music, now the weed of poverty cause the crime Anytime you see the rasta man no ask for mine Vampire them a go in a mastermind So the mountain blood samples hard for fine Alright, this them for you Fire. Anything you reap on that is soul. Hands are fit clean and your heart are fit pure. Light up the chalice and make tell them to. That's the fire I ever say fancy car. If you no mess with me, you are gonna see your million. We not the Congo long, just like the Amazon. Split big like a cylinder, man of beat like gum. One question. Where you come from? Treat when he made the thing slap them said dreadlocks no play in a no bang around and anywhere we go we dance strong in art when they think them are knock knock on the door the fat the call the fatty for the blah blah till the dog step in so hot me start she flow Premier League we have the arsenal to fight the revolutionary battle cause only the battle them for poor the youth them for rich equal rights and power men tell them to leave the sun to shine out black rain will show them no make we let go six to light the hoe of them DJ a colleague burn out the cow of them this is the one he like me pop it off and beat one food to reach the people mouth and money for your reach and God and brave no pet no shot Jamaica land where we from shining like a beacon we the best you listen or see me one Bullet. If you no mess with me, you are gonna see your million. We not the Congo long, just like the Amazon. Split big like a cylinder, man of beat like gum. One question. Where you come from? Hey, I'm a beat boy retreat when he made the thing slap. Them said dreadlocks no play in a no bang around. And anywhere we go, we dance strong in art. These streets are cold, you better bundle up. Don't know who to trust, most of them corrupt. We look inside them eyes and see the plan. Bounty call it, but you keep it and I step in the mouth for ya. These streets are cold, you better bundle up. Don't know who to trust, most of them corrupt. We look inside them eyes and see the plan. Well, I don't know the hops will never stop, man, I be gone. Load up another cup. Load up another cup. Load up another cup. Well, my locks you can't touch. Well, Babylon men will say you a bluff. Load up another cup. If you no mess with me, you are gonna see your million. We not the Congo long, just like the Amazon. Split big like a cylinder, man of beat like gum. One question. Where you come from? Hey, I'm a beat boy retreat when he made the thing slap. Them said dreadlocks no play in a no bang around. And anywhere we go, we dance strong in art.